answer is Jesus. The hope is Jesus. The power is Jesus. The anointing is Jesus. It's Him and Him alone that's the answer to every situation and every circumstance. So you and I could take Him at His word. When I was freshly saved, man, I went out, I was in that cell, and I told everybody about Jesus. I got into fights because I was talking too much about Jesus. Let's go. Let's go, guys. Let's win souls. Come on. Love you guys. Good morning, everybody. Hope you guys are doing fantastic this Monday morning. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Hallelujah. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Good morning, Arnold. Good morning, Joanne, Keala, Lisa. Hallelujah. I'm ready, she says. I'm ready. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you guys on this morning. Hallelujah. Spilling my coffee over here. All right. Hey, listen, as you guys are jumping on, be sure and say hello so I can greet you guys. Super glad that you are on with me this morning. Hallelujah. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. I'm just going to wait just another minute or so and let a couple of people jump on. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I had a good weekend. Okay, I had a good weekend. It was good. Amen. I uh, hope you had a good weekend too. Um, you know, not that I did anything specific, but man, I just been just been having a good time with the Lord, and um, I just love Jesus so much. He's just so amazing, you guys. He's so awesome. He's so good to us. Hallelujah. He's so good, so so good. We serve a good God. Amen. All right. Thank you, Arnold. Hey, so listen, just to, just to share a couple of uh, testimonies from this weekend. So, um, and I shared a little bit yesterday, if you guys were at, you know, church with me, I had an awesome weekend. I had my daughter and grand, oh, nice girl. That's awesome. That is a good weekend. There's nothing like having the kids and the grandbabies in the house. Good morning, Candy. Love you, my sister. Missed, um, tell your hubby, we the guys missed him last week. Um, so, um, anyhow, so a couple of, of testimonies from Sage, you know, from the, the revival meetings that he's been doing like yesterday, he was able to preach two services. So he preached in the morning and then he preached in the afternoon, which was a Spanish service. So, you know, that was kind of a big deal to him when it's, and he's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Why, you know, why I'm praying. They're having me preach the Spanish service. Like, I don't even speak Spanish. And I said, they're going to translate for you, right? 
He said, yeah. And I said, don't worry about it then. Don't, don't even, don't even worry about it. And I told him, I said, you know what? This is good because I really feel like this is the Lord, um, you know, getting you used to working with a translator because we're going to be doing this more often. And so, uh, basically the pastor who was translating for him prophesied over him, gave him the same word that, you know, this is the, the first of many and that, that testified with my spirit. So I believe that. I believe that. So I'm super excited. I'm going to push this off to the side a little bit. So I'm super excited for him, you guys. Um, yesterday, uh, a gentleman who had stage four cancer, who he said was just like almost dead, basically. I mean, you can imagine with stage four, got up and testified that he that the Lord healed him. So really what we're waiting on is we're waiting on the actual results and the proof um, for him to go to the doctor. But... But I'm so excited because I'm like, yes, Jesus, like, yes, the Lord healed this guy. And he said, you know, you know what's going on in your own body. And he's like, I know that I know that I know I'm healed. Hallelujah. Um, you know, another girl who had been dealing with MS, um, she couldn't feel her hands and something else. And she got, I mean, the Lord healed her. She testified of the same thing. She said she has feeling back. And so, um, you know, marriages were restored. Um, people, a lot of people went through deliverance of just demonic stuff, being delivered of addiction. Uh, a lot of people who came to the meetings who were addicted to heroin were delivered of addiction. Um, just so many testimonies, you guys. And as they continue to come in, I will definitely share them. But I'm so encouraged. God is so good. Hallelujah. He's so stinking good. We serve such a good, good God. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. Hallelujah. So those were the testimonies from um, this last this last meeting yesterday from Sage. So I'm looking forward to hearing back more testimonies. And guess what? If you missed those meetings this week, if for some reason you're watching and you're like, I didn't get to get to the meetings in Alamosa. Well, you have another opportunity because there's going to be revival meetings in Del Norte. And that is going to be, let's see, the 13th, 14th, and 15th, starting at 6.30. Um, I'm going to repost the flyer for that. And so make sure that you make it to that one um, if you did, if you missed the first ones, because it's going to be phenomenal. And I encourage you, if you go, go expecting, go hungry. Amen. Um, if you just, if you need healing in your body, if you need deliverance, whatever you need, get there, bring your friends, bring your family. Amen. And so super excited for what the Lord is doing. You guys super excited. Good stuff. So that's kind of what's been going on in, in Colorado. All right. Let's see who I have going on here. Hey, as you guys are jumping on, make sure that you say hello so I can greet you. And I'm um, super excited about the word today. The word I want to talk on today is hunger. How important it is to keep yourself hungry, to keep yourself stirred up. Amen. Hunger is important, you guys, because listen, hunger is, uh, is the catalyst to propel you into the deeper things of God. Hallelujah. So, man, we got to be hungry. We got to be hungry for the Lord always. We got to stay hungry for the Lord. We got to stay hungry for Jesus. Amen. Good morning, Auntie Jackie. Love you. Good to see you. It was good to see you and Eddie yesterday. She's so stinking cute. She's getting big. She's a little cutie. She probably didn't remember me. She kept giving me stink eye. <laughs> She's so cute. 
And of course, I was just harassing her. <laughs> She's a little cutie. So hallelujah. So let's start. Let's jump into it. I'm going to start with prayer and grab your Bibles, grab your coffees, and let's get into it. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we just praise you and glorify you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father, for, Lord, your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your faithfulness and your love towards us, Jesus. You are so good, Lord. You are so kind, Father. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. Have your way this morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way. We bless your holy name and we just thank you, Father. We thank you for hearts touched, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your anointing, Lord, going on the other side of that screen, Father, and touching people on the other side of that screen, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you. There's no distance in the anointing, Father. I love, Lord, I pray for ears to hear and eyes to see what your spirit is saying and doing in this hour, Jesus. And let us be sensitive to you, Father, in all that we do, Lord. Let us let us keep ourselves stirred up, Jesus, in all that we do, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, all right. Sage is calling me in the middle of broadcast. Maybe he's he'll see. <laughs> I don't know if he remembers that I'm in the middle of broadcast. So anyhow. All right. So let's get with it. So I wanted to talk about hunger. And I'm just going to, uh, we're going to get into some scripture here in a little bit. But listen, let me tell you guys, hunger is important. We got to stay hungry for the things of God. Good morning, Juanita. Good to see you, my sister. Love you guys. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. And, um, uh, I, you know, I was, I, I've been on this thing, you know, this past week with the Lord and, and, uh, you know, he was just encouraging me just like, and taking me back to, you know, when I first, when I first encountered him, when I first encountered his presence and just where I was at when I was eating. Good morning, Rena. Good to see you. Long time no see. Good to see you this morning. And so, you know, I was just thinking about when I, you know, kind of around the time when I first met Sage and when I heard, good morning, Elizabeth, good to see you. Love you guys. Good to see you on this morning. When I first met Sage and when I, when I really was pressing into the Lord, because, you know, for me, here's the thing. I was, I was tore up from the floor up, you guys. I, you know, what came from just mess from from just dysfunctional relationships and good morning, David. Good to see you this morning, my brother. Dysfunctional relationships, all of this stuff, right? So how I grew up and, and just the relationships that I was used to was just complete and utter, <clears throat> excuse me, dysfunction. Good, good morning, Auntie Zena. Complete and utter dysfunction. So I remember one night, see, this is, here's the thing, you guys. I was in church. I went to church. I, 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 I sang on the worship team. Oh, good morning, Sage Thur. Good to see you this morning. Hi, friend. Long time no talk. I tried calling you a couple times. Anyways, you don't, you, you don't, you're trying to say beautiful. You stop it. You stop it. <laughs> You're getting me distracted, Sage. I, 
I went to a church. I served in the church. I did all this stuff, but I was still living in the world. I was still living how I wanted to live. My heart was not in it. There was no real hunger. I was not seeing power in the church. I wasn't seeing any of this stuff. I wasn't seeing anything that the word says. I mean, like the, like it was just, it was just church, right? It was just religious tradition. But here's the thing. You know, the, I, I remember a night and there was a series of events that led up to this night, but I remember being in my room in this little house that was off of a street called Brown Street. And I was sitting on, on just, I was kneeling on my, on my wood floor. And I just remember telling the Lord, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done living like this. I'm done living one foot in the world and one foot out. Like I'm done just serving Jesus half-heartedly. I'm done doing this. God, like I don't care how hard it is, whatever may come, Jesus, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in it for you. I'm not doing this half-hearted anymore. I'm not doing this, Jesus. I'm just, I'm, this is it. I can't do it. And I remember just giving everything to him. And I remember telling him, I don't care, you know, uh, telling him come hell or high water, Lord, I'm in it. I'm not backing down. I'm not backing off. I'm not going back the other direction. I'm in it. And so, you know, from that point, everything changed for me because I was sincere. I had said the prayer before. I had said the salvation prayer before. I had, you know, gone to church. I had done all this stuff, but there was no outward change in my life. I just actually, what I did is I just found a nice church that kind of was like a social club for a play, you know, and people to hang out with. And I still lived like hell and not until I actually gave my full heart to Jesus. Amen. Did I actually see change? And from that point forward, you know what? God began to to stoke this hunger in me. This, this, this feeling of I'm not satisfied God until I have all of you. I'm not satisfied until I know you until I can, until I see these things that I'm reading in your word. And so I would begin to just read. Good morning, Anna Anita del Cruz, de la Cruz, <laughs> woman of the cross. Hallelujah. And so, you know, I would put my daughter to bed at the time. I think she was probably about six or seven. I think she was about seven. Um, and I would put her to bed. And after I would put her to bed, I would spend several hours in my word because prior to that, I wasn't really reading my word. I wasn't really, I didn't really know the word. I only knew it based off of whatever was coming from the pulpit. So as far as I know, the pastor could have been misquoting the word and I would have took it as, yep, that's correct. Cause I wasn't reading it myself. And so, you know, I would start to get in my word and I would read it from like 11 to one, or depending on the time I would read it from like 10 to 12. And I would just read and read and I would start in the Psalms and I would go to Isaiah and I would just read the word and I would sit and meditate on it. And I would ask the Lord in my heart, just talk to him about the word. And I remember this one night I was sitting on the edge of my bed and the Lord just began to do a deep heart work. He began to pull stuff out. At that time I had just got out of a, a pretty nasty relationship that I was in for eight years and, and, and a lot of heartbreak and heartache and whatever. And I remember telling the Lord, give me back what's mine and, and give him back whatever is his. Whatever does is his that's in my heart that doesn't belong to me, Lord, give it back. Give me back what's mine. And it's like he began to pull and tear away. And I remember just weeping and weeping on my face. And then all of a sudden, this is the first time like I really heard. It was almost like the audible voice of the Lord. And it just, it, and it just, it, it just, it just blew me away because 
he's pulling all this stuff out and all of a sudden it was like he's like okay stop and then he just asked me how he's like okay how are you and I just kind of laughed and I'm like how am I like what do you mean how am I Lord like I you are doing this you see I'm crying my guts out like what do you mean how am I but I just I kind of laughed because I was like it just made me kind of see like how the Lord cares for us and how awesome he is. Long story short, that took me through a whole series of events to where I got delivered and I had supernatural encounters with the Lord. But here's the thing. Here's my point of all this is I started to begin to just have this hunger for the things of God like I had never had before. I started to have a hunger. I just wanted to be in his presence. I just wanted to be where he was at. I just knew like, okay, the church is supposed to have the presence of God. So I just got to get to where the church is at. I got to get to where, where a church is at, where he's moving. And so I remember, you know, the church I was at at the time, I just felt like the Lord was drawing me out of that place. I had heard that another church was looking for um, a youth leader. So I, I decided to go down to that church and, and have a meeting with that pastor. And, and before I did that, I went to my pastors and I said, hey, listen, pastors, I feel like I'm being called to this other church. You know, do I have your blessing? Of course, they blessed me. So I went to the other church and I said, hey, pastor, I feel like I'm called to this church, you know, um, you know, are you okay with that? And of course he was, he gave me the blessing. So I started to attend this church. I started to go to this church, found out this church uh, was starting a, a, a ministry and they were, they were doing Wednesday night prayer every night, Saturday night prayer. There was two different meetings, prayer meetings going on. Guess what? I made it to every one of those meetings because I was hungry. I made it to every one of those. I could not wait because I just wanted to be in the presence of Jesus. I wanted to to be with other people that were pursuing Jesus and 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 just and just loving on Jesus. I wanted to be around that all the time. I hated just waiting during the week for uh, the church to do something so I could actually be there to be a part of it. And so I began to pursue the Lord and he began to stir up this hunger in me. And I began to, this this was the beginning of supernatural encounters with him as he would stir up this hunger in me. And I would just continue to fan that flame, amen, by attending things. See, and here's the thing, you guys, if I never would have pursued that hunger, if I never would have continued to keep that hunger stoked in me, you know what? I never would have met my husband. I never would have met my husband because you know what? I I met him at this other church that I actually transferred over to or went to or felt called to. I met him over there. I never would have met my husband. I would not be where I'm at right now if I did not continue to follow the that 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 drawing and that hunger that was in me if I did not um if I stifled that hunger that was in me, I never would have met my husband. I never would have had those supernatural encounters that I had with the Lord because I would have just been like, eh, eh, I mean, you know, I, I'll just, I mean, eh, that was nice, but I can get that somewhere else too, or I can still try to find that at my church or whatever. But no, I wanted more. I wanted more. And here's the thing, you guys, 
there is more in the kingdom of heaven than what you have right now. And we should never be satisfied with, you know, with what we have right now, because there is always more in Jesus. There is always more with him. And let me tell you, you know what? Hunger will keep you pressed into the place of fire. And guess what? Fire will keep you in the place of anointing and the anointing will protect you. I was just watching some videos last night where, you know, the first, the first time I went to, um, pastor Rodney's, uh, ministry ministers conference and he, they had invited us to go and, and we went in the first conference and I just remember, I remember being in that place and, and I was just kind of rekindling and restirring those, 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 the, 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 that fireplace, you know, how many of you guys know in a fireplace, if you got a fire going, you know, you get the little, um, the little poker, I forget what it's called. And you got to kind of stir it up in there and then throw some more logs on and stir it up and throw some more logs on to keep that fire kindled. And so I was just taking myself back to that place and I was just weeping and just weeping and weeping and just like, Jesus, Jesus, like I want so much more. There's so much more. There's so much more. Amen. So listen, there's something to be said about hunger because God is raising up in this end hour, hear me out. God is raising up an army of believers that's cut from a different cloth, you guys. I, I know this because guess what? I'm a part of that army. Amen. I believe that you're part of that army as well. God is raising up an army of believers that is cut from a different cloth. That is not, uh, you know, content with status quo, uh, Christianity or religiosity or whatever you want to call it. That actually, in fact, is disgusted by it. That can't stand fake that wants real amen that doesn't want the fake stuff that's sick of tradition and religion tired of playing church and looking for the real listen I'm looking for real I don't I could give a crap about fake imitation whatever I'm over it I'm done with it I'm not playing with the things of God amen God is raising up a remnant in this end hour that is going to storm hell that is going to shake community Communities, that is going to shake nations, that is going to rise up in the righteousness and the purity of the anointing, in the righteousness, in the hunger, in the fire of God. Amen. And he's raising up those people right now in this hour. But guess what? You choose. You choose whom this day, this day whom you will serve. You choose if you want to be a part of that army. You choose if you want to be a vessel used for honor or dishonor. That's up to you. Amen. Amen. You get to make that choice. Listen, you you got to be bold. You got to learn to say, you know, to say yes when you need to say yes and say no when you need to say no and just say what you need to say, period. Amen. You got to be bold. You have to. I mean, it, it never ceases to amaze me, you guys. It never ceases to amaze me. When there's something going on, just like even with what Sage is doing, don't tell me, you know, there, there's people that who live, we came thousands of miles for him to go and to do those meetings in Colorado because it was on our heart to do, to get people under the anointing, to ignite that fire in them, to get at least that fireplace going, but then it's their 
job to keep it going. You know, it's like, it's like this, even here, don't tell me you're hungry. Don't tell me you're hungry. And you, you can't even travel 30 minutes to a meeting. You can't even travel uh, uh, an hour to a meeting. You can't even travel, uh, you know, across the other side of the island, or you can't travel for those in Colorado. They won't travel to go to these meetings. Don't say you're hungry. And then you, you don't show up to these meetings. You're not hungry. You just like the idea of revival without doing the actual work. Let me tell you something. You know, and there's a place, I mean, even with Sage and I, that's why I said it's the Lord is raising up a different army. He's raising up an army. When we do meetings and we have people help us, you know, we do them usually three days because three days will really run people and they get tired. But we've been trained different, okay? We've been trained different. We can go. We can go and we can go and we can go because we've learned to discipline our flesh. We can go, through, you know, four or five days a week, whatever. We'll go because we've learned how to stay. Stay in the anointing and to let the anointing, you know, uh, reinvigorate our flesh and keep our flesh going. And let me tell you something. When the anointing starts to lift, it's kind of like in the world. Uh, you know, when you're out drinking all weekend, if you were in the world and you were a drinker, the next day you had a hangover, what was the cure? You would go drink again, right? It's the same thing with the anointing. When the anointing starts to lift, you start to feel it on your physical flesh. You start to be like, man, whoo, I feel like a little bit like, like a, like, Ugh, like I just got hit. Well, guess what? You get back under the anointing. So we've learned to do that. So we can go and go and go. There's a place where you can live out of the anointing. If you come out of under the anointing, guess what? You feel beat up, but get, that's why you got to live out of the anointing. You got to stay in the, the anointing. You got to keep yourself stirred up and keep yourself hungry. Amen. Like I, it blows me away. And I, that people won't, don't t tell me you're hungry and you won't show up to stuff. People who are hungry, just like I was sharing when I first gave my heart fully to the Lord, I was looking, constantly looking for for meetings to go to. If anybody invited me to any meeting, I was there. I did not care uh, if it was two hours away. I was like, yes, I'm coming because I'm hungry. I want more of Jesus. Amen. I, I, I desire more of him. I gotta have more. Yes, I'm there. And I would go and I would do what I need to do. Now, those of you you know, with kids, listen, this is not to, this is, there's no condemnation in what I'm saying. If you're hearing me from condemnation, you're hearing me from the wrong place. I understand if you have kids, there's a lot more organizing and, and to do and whatever. Okay. Um, but if you're hungry, you do what it takes to get under the fire is what I'm saying. You do what it takes to keep that, to keep that kindled in yourself. You know, Paul told Timothy, and I believe it's in first Timothy. Let me pull it up. He told him, fan into a flame, fan into a flame. Second Timothy chapter one, verse six. He says this, of course, I'm going to read the, um, the NIV version. For this reason, I remind you, fan into a flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So he was telling Timothy, listen, 
You have that impartation. That's why it's so important to get into meetings where the fire of God is, where the anointing is. Amen. So you can partake of that. So you can have the man or woman of God lay hands on you and receive of that gift that's on their life. Amen. So Paul was telling him, you fan into a flame. Listen, I've imparted into you. That's what Sage is doing now. He's imparting into the people there. And that way they can receive of that, that grace that's on his life. But then they got to keep that fireplace going. Amen. If you start a listen, I can go into any one of your houses. It's just like, good morning, Duchess. It's just like if you had a fireplace in your house in the natural, I could go into your house. I can start a fire for you. But if I leave, it's up to you to keep that fire going, right? You got to keep that fire going. It's the same thing. Amen. That's right, Juanita. That's right. Amen, Joanne. Come on, my sister. And so listen. You got to keep that fire going. And here's the thing. You got to keep that fire going through spending time with Jesus, through getting under the anointing, through maybe watching Holy Ghost anointed, uh, you know, meetings on TV and receiving, yielding your heart to the presence of God, allowing him to touch you. Hallelujah. Allowing him to fan that flame in you, in you, allowing him to stir up that hunger. Let me tell you something about hunger. There's three things about hunger. As I was thinking about this this morning, that hunger does. Hunger will keep you focused. Somebody wants to put that in the comments. You can put that in the comments. But hunger will keep you focused. Okay. Amen. Amen, Sage Thur. I'm telling. Listen, I'm man. Okay. I gotta, I gotta calm down here. I'm telling you, God is is raising up an army of believers. You guys, that's the remnant that is not from your traditional Christianity. That's cut from a different cloth. That just could, that knows how to press in like good soldiers. Amen. That doesn't get distracted by the things of the world, but that presses in. That 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 doesn't relent. That doesn't quit. Amen. But that keeps pressing. That passes through the presses through the flesh presses through the tiredness of the flesh presses through the and tells the knows how to discipline their flesh and tell their flesh to shut up i'm serving jesus shut up i'm pressing into the things of god flesh i don't care if you're tired you're gonna go to that meeting and partake flesh i don't care if you want to quit you don't quit and you continue to press in amen Hallelujah. Come on. Give me some, some hand little emojis or, uh, you know, some thumbs up if that's you. Hallelujah. See, that's how it, Sage and I were raised. You don't quit. You keep going. You press in. You know how many times I've been in meetings, especially those first meetings that, that we went to with Pastor Rodney? Seven. It was seven. It was a week long. Seven, seven days a week. So it was from Sunday to seven, Sunday. Seven, seven days of meetings. Two meetings a day. So what is that? 14, 14 meetings? Is that 14 meetings? That was 14 meetings. Guess what? Each and every one of those meetings, people complain about one hour church services or one and a half hour church services. People complain about even two hour church services. Ah, oh, it was too long. It was too long. You know how long those meetings were? Those meetings were six hours long that we would sit there. We wouldn't get done until like one o'clock in the morning, sometimes close to two o'clock in the morning. In the afternoon sessions, we wouldn't get done till one or two in the afternoon 
afternoon and then we would break to have lunch run back to the hotel room get ready and come right back and guess what there was a lot of times my flesh was like man this is insane because you get you you you're leaving a meeting at two o'clock in the morning you're trying to kind of settle down after being in the anointing like that by the time you went to bed it was like three or four and guess what you got to get back up at six or seven to be at the meeting again in the morning and we would go like that all week and every time we would go the meetings are like that the meetings are like that and so we learn to press in to keep pressed into the anointing to tell your flesh to shut up you keep going and even how we run meetings we run meetings the same way you keep going you keep pressing in we try to train people up in the same way but you know what it's 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 determined by your hunger it's really is because listen when you're hungry you press past the flesh tell your flesh to shut up and press in so okay hunger will keep you focused i saw many of you um, pre I saw many of you put that in the comments. So hunger will keep you focused. What, what, is, what does that look like? See, when you're hungry for the things of God, it will keep you focused on the things of God. Amen. It will keep you focused on the things of God. Hi, mom. <laughs> what Sage, man, this guy. Hunger will keep you focused because you will be so focused on, on Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I just got to be in his presence. Jesus, where's the next meeting? I got to get in the anointing. Jesus, hunger keeps you focused on Jesus and pressing into Jesus and being in his presence and being under the anointing. Amen. So hunger will keep you focused on what is important which is the things of God. See, the world, we, we know this, the world will come with distractions. Life comes with all of these distractions. Amen. That's right, Juanita. Life keeps you, <laughs> life keeps you, you know, uh, trying to be pulled all these different directions. That Life comes with its own set of stuff, right? But we know that we're in this world, but we're not of it. We're just passing through. This place is not our home. You know, um, you know, the, the, whether it's through fam whether it's family issues, whether it's, you know, financial stuff, whether it's uh, friendships, whether it's um, even, you know, silly, petty church, 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 hurt, church, whatever, whatever you want to call it. OK, uh, life will come and the enemy will try to get you distracted. But it's up to you whether you're going to give way to that distraction or not. You got to keep your mind fixed and focus on Jesus. You got to keep pressing into Jesus and the things of God. Amen. You got to be, be about the Father's business. Hallelujah. So hunger will keep you focused. Hunger will keep you focused. If you're hungry, you're not going to worry about those things because all it's like waving a, a, a red flag in front of a bull. You're just, oh, Jesus, Jesus. That hunger keeps you driven towards Jesus, towards the things of God. Amen. So hunger will keep you focused. Number two, hunger keeps the fire of God stoked. Hunger keeps the fire of God stoked. When you're hungry, 
it's like you're just like when you have this like just this voracious appetite for Jesus for the things of God guess what fire is gonna keep I mean a hunger is gonna keep that fire in you stoked you know, when you get under the fire, just like I gave you the analogy earlier of the fireplace, you know, that's a lot of, listen, you guys, a lot of what the meetings that Sage and I do, that's literally what we're doing. We're trying to get the fire on you. We're trying to get the fire in you. And then it's up to you to keep it stoked. It's up to you to keep it stoked. Amen. But that's what it is. That's a lot of what we do. That's what Sage is doing out there in Colorado now. On uh, on top of, obviously. <laughs> that's why it's so, listen, that's why it's so important to stay in the fire. Because you know what? The fire is going to burn out every other thing that's not supposed to be there. That's like that refining fire. The fire is going to burn out every demonic thing. The fire is going to burn out, you know, um, and draw up the dross that's hidden in the heart. The fire is going to burn out um, spiritual apathy or indifference, which indifference and apathy are essentially being lukewarm and cold. The fire is going to burn out, um, you know, the, the, the hidden things of the heart, the jealousies, the envies, the unforgiveness. If you allow it, if you just, if you let it go, it'll burn those things out. The fire restores marriages. All these testimonies I gave you guys earlier, what Sage is doing in Colorado. This is what the fire does. This is what it burns out. Amen. So it's so important that we're staying in the fire of God, that we're keeping ourselves hungry because hunger will, will keep those fires in you stoked. Amen. So if somebody want to put wants to put that down in the uh, comment section, that's point two. Hunger keeps the fire of God in you stoked or stirred. You can put either one. Hunger keeps the fire of God in you stoked or stirred. And so, you know, we got to keep that fire going. That, that fire, you guys, that hunger will literally protect you because that hunger will keep you in the fire and the fire like I said is like the is the anointing and the anointing will protect you and it'll keep you out of that place that of revelations chapter 3 starting in verse 14 talking about the lukewarm church you know how many people right now are can be considered the lukewarm church Jesus help us Jesus help us let it be far let lord let it not be said of us god that we're a part of the lukewarm church jesus help let me read you this uh revelations chapter 3 verse 14 and to the angel of the church of of, of ladosia write these things say the amen and the faithful the true witness the beginning of creation of god i know your works that you are neither hot nor cold I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit out I will vomit you out of my mouth. I will vomit you out of my mouth. My goodness, My goodness. Wow. So then he goes on to say this, verse verse six, uh, 17. Because you say I'm rich and become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are and you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. 
verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. That's Revelations chapter 3 starting in verse 14. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness not, may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with the eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, listen, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Be zealous and repent. All right, you know what uh, What that, let's, let's look at the word zealous, okay? I like to kind of break things down. Of course, I'm looking into the Webster's here. So be zealous. You know what that word be zealous? It's basically what we're talking about. Be hungry. Be zealous and, and repent, it says. So the word zealous means marked by fervent part, partisanship. Or it says um, filled with or characterized by zeal. Okay, so... Um, that didn't quite break it down like I was hoping. Let's look at zeal. Maybe it'll give me a better definition for just the word zeal. Okay, so yeah, it does. So zeal is an eagerness, an ardent interest in pursuit of something. Okay, like fervor. Um, and of course, fervor is like an intensity, an expression, an intense heat, enthusiasm, enthusiasm, heat, fire, passion, intensity. So, okay, so basically it says be passionate. So essentially what we're talking about, you guys, be passionate, be hungry, be zealous, and repent. So if you are lukewarm, if there's sin in your life, or there's something, you know, something hard issue that you know isn't right, you repent, be zealous, get hungry, stir yourself up, and repent that you would be hot and not cold, that you would not be cold or lukewarm. Repent, amen. That's essentially what it's saying. Good morning, Jolia. Hallelujah. So you can repent and get it right. But hunger will keep those fires stoked within you. Amen. Will keep you protected by the fire of God. That you don't end up lukewarm. That you don't end up, uh, you know, with the, with the Lord vomiting you out of your mouth, out of his mouth. Hallelujah. So number three, hunger begets more hunger. Hunger. Or another way we can put it is this. Hunger provokes more hunger. Hunger provokes more hunger. Hunger not only provokes more hunger in you, but it provokes hunger in others. Hunger provokes hunger in others. When people look and see your zealousness for God, when people look and see, see your hunger for God, I promise they're looking at it and they're saying, I want that too. I desire that too. You know, let me tell you guys something. Amen. That thank you, Anna. Hunger provokes more hunger in you and in others. That's right. Hunger provokes more hunger. And I want to say something because here's the thing. Um, I find that a lot of people who when they when they hear us teach about soul winning or when they hear us talking about living out of another realm and that there is a place that you can live in the anointing, that you can actually live out of this fire, that you can actually live out of the anointing, that you can actually live 
in this place that I'm talking about, people look and it makes people angry. It makes people angry. Whew, Jesus. And they get angry because, or they get, they get offended or I, I, you know, they like, well, I'm not you or I'm just naturally timid or, well, you know, that sounds good, but there's also real life. I don't know what real life you're talking about. This is real life. You think Jesus paid a high price so you could live just mediocre, so you can live struggling, so you can live out of the natural realm when my Bible says that he paid a high price so I can live in victory, so I can go from glory to glory, hallelujah, so I can be the head and not the tail, so he can break the bonds of poverty in my life, hallelujah, so he can deliver me from the, the pits of hell. So I can live, uh, be seated. So my Bible says I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. That is my reality. That is my life. I don't know what your reality is. I don't know what your life is. If you want to live out of the natural realm, well then fine. You can live out of the natural realm. But I choose to live out of another realm. I choose to live out of the heavenly realm. I choose to live out of the supernatural. I choose to live out of what Jesus paid for for me. I choose to bring glory to the Lamb by and, and that He would receive the reward of His suffering, that I would live in a way, in a manner worthy of the gospel, that I would live in a manner that brings him glory because he paid a high price for me and he paid too high price of him for me that I would just live status quo Christianity, that I would just live busted and disgusted, that I would just live out of the natural realm. I, if you want to live out of the natural realm, fine, you can live out of the natural realm, but guess what? Jesus died that I can live out of a supernatural realm and I choose to live out of that realm. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So people get offended. And here's the thing. I find that the people who get offended, in fact, um, somebody had posted in a group that I'm a part of, uh, something about, uh, this gentleman preaching about soul winning in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this lady posted and she said, this makes me feel so defeated. And really what it was, was the man was just provoking people that guess what? You got to go win souls. But let me say something. People who usually say stuff like that are usually hear, hear the message through that lens, through that filter, tend to be spiritually stagnant, tend to be spiritually apathetic tend to be stuck in religion and tradition. They tend to, um, they tend to not be on fire. We'll just say that. Cause if you're hearing the word through condemnation, because here's the thing, you guys, I remember, see hunger, hunger causes you to hear from a different ear. Hunger for God causes you to hear from a different ear. If you're not hungry, let me tell you, if you're not hungry and you hear messages like this, they feel like a burden. And this is why that lady, when, when she heard, uh, the message about that guy speaking about soul winning and was like, this makes me feel defeated. This makes me feel, this makes me feel like I'm, um, like I'm worthless. She said, this makes me feel worthless and like, like a failure is what she said. People who tend, people who, who, who say things like that, when they hear messages like that man preached about soul winning or messages like I'm preaching to you now, when people aren't hungry, 
these messages tend to feel like a burden. They tend to feel like a weight because there's no hunger to attach it to. They tend to feel like a burden and feel like a weight. Amen. But good morning, Lorianne. Good morning, Shane. God bless you guys. But listen, when there's hunger in your heart, when you hear messages on soul winning and winning souls, or you hear messages on what I'm hearing, what I'm preaching to you today, when there's hunger in your heart, it just provokes you that I got to have that. I got to have more. I got to press into that. See, what I'm preaching to you guys shouldn't feel like a weight. It shouldn't feel like a burden. If you're hearing it, if it feels like a burden or it feels like a weight, then you know what? You need to ask God to help you to get hungry. You need to ask God to help you to be stirred up. Amen. Good morning, Auntie Lisa. Good morning. Good morning, Joyce. Because then you're hearing from the wrong ear. When you're hungry, Hunger helps you to hear from another ear. Hunger causes you to hear differently. When you hear messages like this, it provokes you to more. I remember when I was hearing stuff like this, I didn't get like, oh, oh I'm not doing that. I'm just a failure. I'm just a adult. When there was hunger in my heart, I was like, God, how can I get to that place, Jesus? I didn't feel condemned. I was just like, Lord, I, I, I want that. Help me, God. Help me to press into that place, Lord. How do I get there, Jesus? Help me, Lord. Help me to get to that place. What do, and I would press into that place that I, whatever I would hear the person talking about, whether it was soul winning, whether it was whether it was uh, pressing into the fire of God and the things of God, I would, I would, I would press into that place instead of being like, "Oh, I feel so worthless," or "I feel so defeated." Listen, I'm telling you, people that that hear out of that ear tend to not have fire in their heart, tend to be stuck in religion and tradition, tend to not have hunger in their heart. That's why it's so important that we have hunger, that we keep ourselves stirred up in the things of God, that we keep that fire stoked. Amen. Because that's what's going to keep that, that keep us pressing towards the things of God. Amen. So again, hunger provokes more hunger in not only you, but in others. And it keeps you out of being lukewarm that the Lord wouldn't spit you out. Amen. Matthew chapter five. I love Matthew. I love, I love Matthew chapter five. I love every book. We do Sunday morning service. We do zoom church, you guys. And, uh, my, and Arnold was, was the only one on there with me yesterday, but we had church, didn't we, Arnold? We had church. And I was, every time I would go to a book, a different book, I was like, I love this book. I love Matthew. I love Hebrews. I love Romans. Cause I do. I love it, man. The, the, the Bible is good. The Bible is precious. So Matthew chapter five, amen. That's right. That's a uh, sage just posted. But when, but when there's no hunger, it makes you feel angry, angry and frustrated. That's exactly what I was trying to say earlier. That's what, exactly what I'm saying. People who have no hunger in their heart, when they hear messages on soul winning, and you should be soul winning, and you should be bold, and you should be, you know, preaching the gospel boldly, unashamed. 
um, when they hear messages like that, when they hear messages like I'm preaching today, they get angry and frustrated because there's no hunger or the, the message tends to feel like a burden or a weight because there's no hunger. But hey, listen, the, here's the good news. Let me tell you this really quickly before I get into the scripture. Here's the good news. If, if you lack hunger in your heart today, guess what? You can ask the Lord. All you got to do is ask the Lord. God, you got to give me some hunger. Lord, make me hungry, Jesus. Help me to get hungry. Stir me afresh, God. Make me hungry again, Jesus. Make me hungry again, Jesus. Amen. That's all you got to do is ask the Lord because even the hunger, even though it's our job to continue to keep that stoked, you know, the quickest thing that stills hunger, what I find and, and Rodney kind of preached on this yesterday, which is a good message. He was talking about busyness. The quickest way to snuff out that fire and to quench that hunger in you is by getting busy, by not making that time for the Lord, by not pursuing the things that keep that fire, that keep that fire stoked in you. Amen. Remember me, you in the store. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, babe. You got to give me some more details, but, um, but you know, keeping busy. Um, also the other thing is just, just not, you know, not making time for the Lord daily, not spending that time with him, not spending that time, whether it's in worship, whether it's in the word, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, not, you know, allowing yourself to get busy. I cannot tell you, and I know it's, it's the enemy. So this, I'm giving you a little nugget here to be, to be aware of that way you don't fall into this trap. Okay. I've seen this. I've seen this time and time and time and time again. I've seen the Lord touching people in church and them being raised up in the fire of God, them growing, growing, growing over several months. Yeah, babe. I remember, I remember being in the store. Remember me and you in the store, say, just saying, yeah, he, he would, we would go to the store and listen, that guy, I didn't have fire in my heart when we Sage and I first got married. God, hello, Pastor Tamara. God bless you, my friend. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Love you guys. Good to see you on. Listen, I remember I didn't have hunger in my heart when I first got married to my husband. I still very much was kind of like in religion. Thank you, Jesus, he broke me free from that. I stink and hate religion. That's why I'm so like, I just, I'm always hitting it because I hate it. I hate religion. I hate it. I mean, even yesterday, listen, I don't, yeah, anyways, I'm not going to get on that bunny trail. I hate religion. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I didn't have fire in my heart when Sage and I first got married. So guess what? He did. We would go to the grocery store and, and he would be praying for everybody. He would be preaching Jesus to everybody. We could not leave the store. You know, if I just needed milk, guess what? What should have taken maybe 15 minutes took 30 minutes to 40 minutes because he was in there praying for everybody, talking to everybody about Jesus. And he used to make me 
so angry used to make me so mad because because I, I would be embarrassed because I would be like why are you doing that why are you you know you know embarrassing me because I didn't have that fire in my heart I didn't have that stirring up in my heart amen I was still stuck in religion I was like that to me you didn't do that in the store you kept that in the church you kept that within the four walls of the church I didn't understand these things amen so that used to bother me. But let me tell you what. <laughs> Whew. One touch from heaven is all it took. One touch of the fire of God is all it took. And then I got it. And then I got it. <laughs> and then it made sense to me. That's all it took. And everything changed for me. Everything changed. That's right, Joanny. That's all it takes is one touch. One touch from heaven. One touch. Let me tell you guys something. Don't ever take the anointing and the, and the fire of God for granted. Don't ever take the anointing and the fire of God for granted. Especially you guys here in Hawaii. I'm going to just tell you guys this. For, for the most part, most of you guys, especially us here on the big island, you guys are spoiled. You guys are spoiled that you have uh, access to this kind of stuff. Because, um, listen, on the mainland, when we go minister, this is not a common thing that's there in the churches, okay? This is not something that's commonly there. You know what's there? A lot of dead religion and tradition. That's what's there. Uh, that that's all and a lot of the people there are depressed they're busted up from the floor up you know so i'm telling you don't ever take the 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 anointing and the fire of god for granted because what you what you get freely here is not necessarily the case across the rest of 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 the u.s i'm telling you we've been a lot of places and, and we're fixing to go to a lot more and this is not something that is common but I'll tell you what, when you do hit those places that where people are hungry, where people are thirsty, man, it's beautiful because you the fire of God is just so easy. To, I mean, it flows so easy and it's so easy to tap into. So I'm going to tell you guys, you know what? Don't ever take those things for granted. Don't ever take those things for granted. You know, count them as precious because you get to partake of those things. Amen. Because you get to be a part of that. You know, don't ever take it for granted. Amen. So listen, hunger is important. I want to recap really quick. And I want to talk about, I want to recap the three things that I was talking about with hunger. Hunger will keep you focused. Hunger keeps the fire of God in you stoked. And the third one is hunger provokes more hunger, not only in you, but others. Amen. So those are the three things. If you're just jump jumping on, I'm kind of recapping. Hallelujah. So again, hunger will keep you focused on the things of God. Hallelujah. Hunger keeps the fire of God in you stoked. And hunger provokes more hunger. Hunger begets hunger. Or hunger provokes more hunger in you and in others. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the quickest way to be distracted, you thought I forgot about the story I was sharing earlier, huh? I didn't forget. <laughs> so 
I've seen this like, too many times, and I'm telling you guys this so you can be aware of this, so you, the enemy doesn't come in and try to pull you into this trap. I've seen people in the church who are on fire, who are growing in the things of God, who are growing in the anointing and the fire of God, and all of a sudden, they get pulled out. They get distracted by the things of life. Maybe it starts with, oh, I got to work this Sunday. That's the number one thing that I see. I got to work this Sunday. I can't come to church. And then before you know it, they're working every Sunday. Let me tell you guys something that I learned with the Lord and the Lord has honored me in this. Anytime I started a job or anytime like I went, I, I maybe even I, you know, you're already working somewhere. But anytime I started a job, I immediately told them this. I said this. I said, listen, I'm available every other time, but I'm going to tell you this. I would tell them either Wednesday and Sunday. I would say, well, I'm just going to use Sunday, for example. Sunday, I'm just letting you know, I absolutely cannot work. I can't. I, that's, that, that's the day I go to church, and I cannot work. And I'll just tell them for, right from the get-go, I you got to set bounds. You got to set your foot down. Here's the thing. If you honor God by doing that, God's going to honor you. If you honor him by keeping that day for the Lord or Wednesday and Sunday for the Lord, God's going to honor you, you guys. And maybe you're working and maybe... Uh, maybe um. I'm, trying, I'm getting a whole ahead of myself here. Maybe you're working and maybe you work Sundays. Uh, be bold. Be bold and go to your bosses. I've done this too and said, hey, listen, I know I have been working these Sundays, but I'm going to tell you, I can't work Sunday anymore. I can't. I'm sorry. I absolutely cannot. If you're bold and you set your foot down and you say, you know what? This day is for the Lord. I'm not letting anything or anyone take this day. This day is set as part for the Lord. I'm making it a point to get to my church. I'm making it a point to get under the fire of God and stay in the anointing. If you honor God by doing that, listen, God will honor you. Don't think that you're going to miss out because God will give you favor and he will honor you as you step out in boldness with your employer. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people grow and then all of a sudden they're like, they give way, they give way, come on. They give way and they're like, well, I got to work Sunday. I got to work Sunday. Okay. Um, amen. Amen, uh, Keala. I got to work Sunday. And then all of a sudden they're, they're gone for months. And before you know it, they got sucked right out of the church. They're back into their same old stuff. The fire of God is quenched out and they're just, they're just not even in church anymore. I have seen that more times than we can shake a stick at. And it makes me so angry because we got to set our foot down, you guys. You make time for God, and guess what? He's going to, you 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 do things for the Lord. You honor the Lord. Guess what? He'll honor you in that. Amen? You mind, you, you mind his business. You make sure to take care of God's business. I promise you, God will take care of your business. Amen? If you take care of God's business, I'm saying it again, and you make sure to take care of his business, guess what? He will be sure to take care of your business. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, so I've, I've seen people grow in the church and then get distracted by jobs, get distracted by whatever the case is. They stop coming. Oh, I can't go because, um, I have a, um, you know, I have a, uh, I don't know. 
a baby shower or I have, listen, I know I'm kind of probably stepping on some toes. Um, I have a, a, my kid's soccer game to go to or, um, you know, whatever the case is. Listen, God has to be priority over all, you guys. He has to be priority over all. And let me tell you something. When you're hungry, guess what? God comes first. Everything else is second. Everything. God is the priority in all things. Always. Always. Amen. When that hunger is there, I can promise you he's the priority in all things. Always. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't let the, the distractions of the world pull you away. Don't get busy. Amen. Let the Lord uh, be the priority in all things. So Matthew chapter 5 says this, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Hallelujah. That's right, Juanita. You know, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. That's taking care of, of his business. Amen. Love you, Joanne. God bless you, my sister. Step on those toes, Rena says. Step on those toes. <laughs> amen amen that's my teta over there she's saying go for it step on those toes she's like i don't care say it say it <laughs> love you rena <laughs> oh, that's awesome so <laughs> listen you yeah you keep god priority in all things guess what he's going to honor you and he's going to bless you so matthew chapter 5 verse where are we at? Verse, verse, verse. Verse 6 says this. It says, Blessed are those who hunger. Who's blessed? Tell me who's blessed, you guys. I want everybody, come on. You're supposed to type in the comments, me. Me, because you guys are hungry, amen? Type in the comments, me. I'm blessed. <laughs> Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are those who hunger. That's you, amen. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be what? They shall be what? Filled. They shall be filled. Blessed are hunger, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be filled. Listen, if you're on this morning and you're like, I am not really hungry. Guess what? You can ask God to give you hunger. Maybe you're watching and you're like, you know, I have some hunger, but man, I need to stoke it. I know I can be more hungry for the things of God. I know I need more of that hunger. I know I need more of that fire. I know I need to stir myself up more. I need to fan into a, that, that flame into my heart. I need to let that flame grow that I would get out of lukewarmness and I would be white hot for Jesus. Hallelujah. Maybe that's you. Well, guess what? You can ask the Lord, hallelujah, you can ask him, God, give me hunger. God, give me hunger. I need hunger today, Lord, and I need you to do a work in my heart, Jesus. Give me that hunger, Father. 
So listen, I want to pray this together. If you're on and that's you and you're like, listen, I know I need more of this hunger. I need more of the fire of God in my life. I need to fan in, into a flame that gift that's been given to me through the through the laying on of hands. Or I need, I just need the fire, period. I need this, this, what you preached today, Dana, kind of provoked me, kind of started those fires and I need it to grow and I need it to increase in my life. Well, listen, I say amen. I say amen. Listen, if that's you, I'm going to pray this prayer with you. So don't jump off. We're going to pray this prayer. Put your hand on your heart and we're going to pray this together. Amen. I want you to say this after me. Just say, Jesus, forgive me for allowing that fire and that hunger for you and for the things of God to dwindle. Jesus, I ask you today whew, that you would touch me afresh again. That you would stoke those fires in my heart. That you would give me a hunger and a thirst for the things of righteousness. Because you promised in your word, if I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, I shall be filled. So Jesus... Feel me now. And I thank you for teaching me how to keep that fire going in my heart at all times. I thank you, Jesus, that that fire will never dwindle but will only increase from this day forward in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 You guys listen, if you're watching the broadcast and you maybe never gave your heart to the Lord, you never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. You know, don't jump off. I'm going to pray a, a, a prayer with you. Listen, the Bible says whoever confesses or whoever believes with his heart. See, it's a matter of the heart. It's not just saying a prayer. It's believing with your heart first that Jesus lived and died and rose for you. Amen. So if that's you and you're like, I want to know this Jesus. And I believe that he lived and died and rose on the third day. If that's you. Listen, we're going to pray this prayer together because the Bible says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Amen. That's why we pray out loud together. So I want you to say this with me and just say, Jesus, I believe that you lived and died and rose for me. I love you, Lord. And I ask you to come into my heart.
Be the Lord over my life. I thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and power. I thank you for giving me a burden for the lost and a hunger and thirst for the things of God. I thank you, Jesus. From this day forward, I will never be the same again. Because I have you in my heart, leading me and guiding me. In Jesus' name, I am saved. I am healed. I am delivered. Hallelujah. And I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, the Bible says that you are saved. Hallelujah. We just want to welcome you. If that's you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, not for the second, not for the fifth, not for the 20th. If you prayed that prayer first time, I want to know, okay? Please type in the comments, I did. First time prayers. Now listen, if you rededicated your life to the Lord, uh, then I want you to put, just type into the comments, rededication, because I want to know that too. But for first time prayer, I want to know, please type in the comments, I did. If you rededicated your life, may I say amen. Type in the comments, rededication. I, I say amen to that. Amen to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen, you guys. It's imperative that we stay hungry and that we stay on fire for the things of God. Amen. It's imperative. And you know what? Your fire will provoke fire in others. And if you're watching this broadcast and I, I want, if the Lord places it on your heart, I want to put this call out there. If the Lord places it on your heart to partner with us, you guys, um, as we go out, as we preach the gospel, as we, as we do the work of Jesus, amen. I shared with many of you on posts, but also at the beginning of the broadcast, the things that the Lord is doing there in Colorado as sages ministering, um, many miracles happening, many people being delivered, many salvations. It's beautiful what the Lord is doing. So if you want to partner with us as we advance the kingdom, amen, as we win souls, as we see the Lord break people free, then I want to ask you this, ask the Lord what he would have you give and then be obedient to give. Amen. So on the screen, I am going to put avenues that you can give. You can either give um, a one-time gift or you can partner with us. We're believing God for monthly partnership, 10 monthly partners this month. Amen. So you can give through Cash App. Um, dollar sign truth and fire you can give through paypal www.paypal.me forward slash truth and fire venmo truth and fire text to give or write a check and send it snail mail to truth and fire ministries p.o box 902 volcano hawaii 96785 amen hallelujah Hallelujah. So if that's you, well, hey, be obedient to the Lord. No gift is too big or too small. Amen. So I'm super encouraged. I hope you guys um, were encouraged today. I hope you got something out of this message. I believe you did. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't forget to tag a friend. Now, I would say normally share the broadcast, and you can, 
But um, I will say this. Every time we share the broadcast, it's like the viewership is suppressed. So I feel like it would be better to tag people in the comments. Um, that seems to be more effective. But, um, but either way, whether you tag people, tag somebody who in the comment section who you think would benefit from this message or share, it's up to you. I love you guys so much. I bless you. I'm thankful that you guys are joining me this morning. Um, be blessed today. Go share Jesus, you guys. And have a fantastic week. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And um, yeah, keep, keep, uh, keep the ministry in prayer. Hallelujah. Keep Sage in prayer as he travels and ministers. And super excited for what the Lord is doing in Colorado. And we'll see you guys later. Amen. Love you guys. Love you, Auntie. Love you, Anna. Love you, Arnold, Juanita, Keala, Lisa. Who else do I have on here? Rena, Auntie Doris, Lorianne. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Have a great day, guys. Bye. But something happens when the power comes upon you and the love of God consumes you. Can you say amen? You go out of your way to be a blessing. You don't run around looking to get blessed. You look to be a blessing. Can you say amen? I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. For blessing, blessings out looking for me. Come on, John. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. Come on, throw down. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. You see, some of you didn't think I was African American, but you can see that I'm African American. White people can't do that. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the fire of God right now. I, I, I feel like running the field right now. Shakam bronde kebria tata rando borikata sembro marikatande. Hallelujah. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessings out looking for me. Double dose, double dose, double dose of the Holy Ghost. Double dose, double dose, double dose of the Holy Ghost. Double dose.